If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Guestimators, the game show where guesswork beats Google. I'm Andy Bush, and every week we try to understand how the British public feels about life's questions such as, does Prince William prefer a custard cream or a chocolate digestive? This week we are delighted to be joined by actor, comedian and writer Tamsin Kelly. On stage, Tamsin has supported the likes of Sean Walsh, Omid Jalili and Jesse Cave, and her BBC Radio 4 sketch show, What's on Cornwall, opened the UK's eyes to the reality of the country's wondrous, funny and feral land. She's currently touring the UK with her Edinburgh Fringe smash hit show Crying in TK Maxx. Uh, Tamsin, welcome to Guestimators. How are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, should we deal with the, the elephant in the room straight away? I'm from Devon, you're from Cornwall. There's oh, there's obviously man. a bit of a thing between our two counties. Can you put your finger on what it is? What is what is the beef between Devon and Cornwall? Well, I'd I just say Devon probably wants to be Cornwall and it's not, and that's that's really the basis of the yeah, of the rivalry. That's not really uh, the hand of peace, is it, really? The, uh, a peace it's offering, not, but it is the truth. Well, well, so what is it with you lot in Cornwall? I don't want, <laughs> I'm not going to make this podcast into a big Cornish-Devonshire fight, but do you lot want a separate um, separate country? Is that what it is? Is it a Tamar-type Tamar well, scenario? Actually, and don't be jealous, but we do have minority status. That is real. Is That's it? the thing we've got. Yeah, we've got it. It's real. We're we're a registered minority, so I guess be careful what you say. Yeah. Um. Also, we've got you know we always had our own language, and um, I think we've got a stronger cultural heritage than Devon, <laughs> and I just think that's undeniable. That's undeniable history, unfortunately. And we've got the Tamar, obviously, the tamer. almost completely segregating us from England. Okay. Yeah. And you, have you? I feel like you're not far off a paramilitary organisation, or are you guys working on that at the moment? Uh, yeah, I can't share that information. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, in terms of quizzing, we're, we're here for a quiz. Are you are you a good quizzer? Do you like or loathe quizzes? What's your your take on quizzing, Tamsin? Um, I'm not very good at quizzing. I always think I'm doing really, really well. Uh, so, if I, like, in a pub quiz situation, I always think, "Oh my god, we're smashing this," <laughs> and then we come last, and I'm just can't, every time I just can't believe it. I just can't cannot get my head around how I've not won. Um, so yeah, I'm not very good. It's probably what I'd take from that. Okay, and then we, the, the whole point of guesstimators is getting into the minds of the uh, the, the British public, uh, and we use our little litmus test every week, where we, we look at your Saturday night as a as an insight into uh, whether you're the average Brit or not. What do you do on a Saturday night? What would it be around at your house Saturday evening? 
Uh, well, I would be out. I would be out of a Saturday night. I mean, I'd usually be gigging, but if I was, what, what did I do this Saturday? Oh, uh, this Saturday I did something quite nerdy. Go on. Um, I went to uh, me and some friends went to like a video gaming shop, but and I, I, I'm like, it's like a, uh, it's they've got all different video games in there. And they open it up to like fifteen people, and you all go in and play these like vintage arcade. Oh, wicked! Sort of that sounds style. good. It was, but I'm not. It's not really my thing. Was there one game I, that you I were drawn try... to uh, out of all the arcade games, Tamsin? Well. Mario Kart because I've played that one before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they had it, it. It was quite sweet. They were like they had um, they they had Taxi Driver and I was like, oh, this makes this is quite obvious the concept of this game. And then some like really adorable like sweet nerd will come up to you and spend sort of ten minutes explaining the concept of the game that you sort of grasp in the first thirty seconds of playing it. But it's <laughs> oh, really it, the it's ick really of nice. somebody else's excitement. I, I know what you mean. Now, right away, we're, we're chatting on video screen at the moment on a video chat, and we just thought your your throw on your on your couch was moving, but it turns out it's an actual dog in the background. Yeah, it's my dog. Yeah. Uh, what's your dog called? <laughs> I realise you're going to hear us talking about her. Uh, this is Sophie Ellis Barkster. Oh wow, <laughs> that's a fine dog name. Yeah, thank you. Fine, yeah. fine name for a fine gal. Okay, well she's she's locked in. She's ready to play along as well. We're here for one reason <laughs> and one reason only. So let's start quizzing after a recap of how it all works with Matt Cutler, aka the Statman. Thank you, Bush, and welcome to the show, Tamsin. So, Guestimators works like this. We've brought together a group of people from across Britain representing a wide range of backgrounds, ages, and interests. We call them the Guestination. We ask the Guestination a series of questions to which there's no correct answer. Stupid questions. Your job is to work out what their most common answers were. It's as simple okay. as that. Simple as that. Any questions before we start? No, I'm very confident. Great. And Good. Sophie Ellis Barkster has gone back to sleep. Just to <laughs> yeah. Uh, there'll be three rounds. I'll take your answers, and it's actually it's you versus Bush. So this is the there's kind of a battle within a battle here. So it's you versus Bush. Devon versus Cornwall. Devon versus Cornwall. Battle Beautiful. of the brains. This week's guesstimators quiz is called Rocks, Rats, and Retro Role Models. Easy for me to say. Rocks, Rats, and Retro Role Models. And in round one, we're going to be thinking about climbing, arguably the most famous rock face in the world. Okay, so we told the Guestination they've been tasked with climbing El Capitan in Yosemite. Yosemite, is that how you say it? Yosemite. Yosemite National Park. Are you aware of this rock face? It was made famous in that free solo documentary where the guy just climbs it. What, free? No ropes and that. No ropes, no ropes. Google it if you, if, if you need to, Tamsin. It's basically, I mean, it's, it's like a sheer rock face. That's a, it's, it's no Cheddar Gorge, <laughs> but it's hell of a climb. <laughs> Well, we, we could substitute it for Cheddar Gorge. It, it works equally as well. If that's because I always just remember Il Capitan being the a character from Commedia dell'arte. Uh, uh, that's all I know. I know that's such a like, theatre school kid. Reference. Oh, I'm having a look at it now. Yeah, it really does remind me of Cheddar Gorge. Actually. It's like Cheddar Gorge, isn't it? Cheddar Gorge, Yosemite, or El Capitan it doesn't really matter. But anyway, we told them that for the duration of the climb, they could change the number of digits on each hand but both hand needed to have the same amount of digits. It'll go back to normal afterwards, and they've got to climb it in the fastest time possible. Everyone got this? See, so, we were talking about the number, they have an ideal number of fi fingers and fingers. thumbs. Fingers right. and thumbs on each hand for the, for, the, for the course of the climb. Right. And they just go back to normal afterwards to climb in the fastest time possible. Questions one and two, I want you to tell me, what was the most common answer for the number of digits on each hand and the second most common answer? So question one and two, most common answer and second most common answer. I think this comes down to, would you climb quicker with more or less fingers and thumbs? 
Before we even get into that, Tamsin, have you ever climbed before? Have you done outdoor or indoor climbing? Yeah, I've done some climbing, yeah. I can't do it anymore because I, I just wear acrylic nails all the time now, so it's not appropriate. <laughs> um, but I have done climbing, yeah. Indoor or outdoor? Both. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm. Outdoor kind of climbing kind of scares me. I've done uh, bouldering because my, my eldest daughter, who's 14, goes climbing every week in a very cute little climbing group called the Geckos with their sticky little pads, so which is so cute. But um, where, where did you outdoor climb? That kind of scares me slightly. I think it was at home somewhere. It would have been a while ago now. That would have been a while ago. And then I used to have a boyfriend that did lots of indoor climbing. Oh, I think we did a bit, bit of indoor and a bit of outdoor. Do you have a chalk but, bag? Yeah. Little chalk bag on the go there. Yeah, I think we did. I mean, it's a long time ago now, but yeah. All right. Uh, it, it was it was really hard. That's all I remember. It is hard, <laughs> which brings us back to um, if you could change the amount of uh, fingers and thumbs you have on each hand to make you climb better. What do you think the the general public would go for in this scenario? So I think they'd go for. I actually think they'd go for more. More fingers and thumbs. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to go for, uh, give us a particular number of digits. What do you reckon? This is absolutely impossible. All right, I think they'd, <laughs> I think they'd go for like, I mean, I would, if it, can I just say, if it was me, I would just keep it the same because that's what you've been working with this entire time. That's a good point. Now. That's valid. So I would keep it the same. But I wonder if the general public would go for like maybe two more. Well, don't forget that a lot of people who come on this quiz are quite infuriated by the general public. Uh, with what they've come out with, so that, that that's factored in. I, I'm thinking along the lines of: Do you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, they've, they've got, got quite strong three. They've got like a thumb yeah. and two fingers, haven't they? Yeah. I wonder whether like people people have um, seen the turtles and thought they've got that's good. Do you know what I mean? Rather than, I mean, what's your little finger doing in climbing? It's not doing anything. Well, that's true, isn't it? It's not. It's not. They're not strong, are they? Useless. Little fingers useless. Ring fingers useless. It's really them. The claw, isn't it? It's all about the claw. Mm. You want something, yeah, chunky. So, um, finger number, just to confirm, then what are you locking in for most common answer, uh, then, Tamsin? I mean, this is just, uh, I, I think they're going to go for more. That's all. I think people think that more fingers would actually equal more strength. So, I'm going to say seven. Seven. <laughs> okay. More fingers, more fun. So seven for Tamsin. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say three in honour of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, thank you. And I need, for the second question, I want you to tell me the second most common answer. And I should have said, I'll give you half points if you say the right number but in the wrong position. Okay. Second most popular number of digits to climb with Tamsin. What are you saying? I think that's keep it the same. So you go five? Yeah. Five. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to go, I'll go more. I'll say, I'll say seven. Just, uh, just to, I don't know. Put my tanks on Tamsin's lawn in this first round of the quiz. Bold. Thank okay. you. I've locked those in. Uh, question three, only one more question on this round. I want you to tell me how many uh, numbers were in the highest answer given by someone on the guest donation. Does that make sense? Because so there's got to be a limit on how many, like, how many fingers you could get on a human palm. Have you ever thought about that, Tamsin? <laughs> I can't say I have. Um, but... Uh... I mean, yeah, it's on the palm, isn't it? So it's not like they're just going to get really small, I suppose. I'm going to say 15. 15 fingers, what, 14 fingers and one thumb, is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, or, you know, another mix of th thumbs and fingers, whatever you like. But I think 15 digits in total. Oh, my God. Imagine 14 thumbs, one finger. That'd be so weird, wouldn't it? I may have phrased this question badly. Oh, and the question I'm, I'm, I'm looking for here, the, the biggest number that someone gave for, number, for, for fingers and thumbs, I want you to tell me how many numbers were in that number. So, so like, th what? think about the, think about the biggest number someone said. It's almost like how many zeros did that have? Okay, I, I'm finding him quite confusing. <laughs> Tamsin, what about you? I'm um, I'm all fingers and thumbs. <laughs> quite um, literally, all fingers and thumbs. I yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna go. Let's go for a hundred. Let's think of some big numbers here, Tamsin. Hey, Sophie Ellis Barks to the dogs just woken back up again. She's interested in this. Uh, 100. I'm going to go 100. What do you think, Tamsin? Big numbers. I'm going to say 300. 300. 300. 300. Amazing. So, 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 in. so I think for the answer that you're giving there, so 100 and 300 would be three. So three numbers in that number. Do you get what I mean? So like if it was one. Oh, I see. If, if, right. if 900... Why are you making this so confusing? Right? I know. I'm, I'm, 1,500 I'm then. <laughs> if... 1,500, so, which would be four yeah. numbers. Four numbers. Okay. Right, I'll go, okay. I'll go for 100, which in your confusing system be, is three. It's three. Three. Well, we got there in the end, didn't we? Right. Three. Three for you, Bush. And four for Tamsin. We do apologise if you're playing along at home. <laughs> we can re-record at the end if we need to. That's uh, good. So the answers are in. Uh, Tamsin, you did, um, you did pretty well on that round. You got two out of three. And Bush, that's not bad. Wow, you got a zero. Zero. I'm sorry, you got a no zero. Way. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much, Tamsin. Can you just check that again? Because I think I might have got one some right. You got an. You got a big fat zero. I'm afraid. Damn. Bad start. The most common answer was ten. So people hmm. were thinking ten on each hand. So twenty fingers and thumbs in total. Just doubling up. Just doubling up. Doubling up. But the second most common answer was indeed five. Tamsin, you're right. So um, the se second most common answer was just don't change it at all. Stay, keep it simple. Do you know what I mean? And Absolutely nailed that. You did nail really that. Well done. Myself. Excuse Thank the you. pun. <laughs> <laughs> For question three, the highest number given by someone was a thousand fingers. So that's four digits. <laughs> that is, Does that make that sense? I feel that you've used digits there in, a, in an know, incredibly confusing way. I, know. Did you? I actually thought you used it really well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank it you. worked for her. But that doesn't mean that Tamsin got that right. Um, and actually, we can hear from said person who picked uh, picked a thousand for on each hand. And here's what they had to say. Hey guys, Dan here, up in lovely Arnside on the edge of the Lake District. I originally said a thousand, the thinking being that many tiny little fingers would provide more grip to any surface. Geckos have got tiny hair-like structures on their feet called spatula that they use to massively increase the surface area attaching them to whatever they're climbing. 14 million of these on each foot. And I've worked out that I weigh about 2,000 times as much as the average gecko and realised that I've woefully under-egged this. So with all that in mind, I'd like to change my answer to 112 billion fingers, please. <laughs> He's a troublemaker, that guy. Thank you for that, Dan. What are you, think, what are you thinking on uh, Dan's uh, way of approaching this question, Tamsin? I've got a lot of respect for that, yeah. It's got more more calculations behind it than anything I did, so fair enough. When you think of Dan and his hundreds and hundreds of thing, fingers, you, I'm seeing a wave of finger movements like uh, centrepiece legs. Is that what you're seeing? Same kind of thing? I guess so. I mean, yeah, he looks like an absolute freak, but <laughs> I guess, like, you know... I can see it working for sure. Yeah, I guess like your hair's very strong, isn't it? All, all of your little hairs on your head combined are strong, aren't they? 
And he knows his geckos. I think you're right. He does know his geckos there, Dan. And it just shows the workings that go into some of these answers that people give. So respect to the guestination. And imagine how confusing it would have been me asking that third question if he'd actually given. I've already forgotten what the number he said was. It's blown all of our minds, I think. So at the end of round one, Tamsin, you're on a two out of three. Bush, you're on a zero out of three. All to play for. All to play for. Uh, Tamsin, before we get into the next round, uh, games-wise, you just mentioned, obviously, the arcade thing a bit earlier on. Did you grow up playing uh, any games, any quizzes? Do you used to play stuff in the car on long journeys when you're you're going up north from Cornwall? Um, I mean, obviously, we never left Cornwall. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, did we play any games? Oh, my... Uh, I feel like my brother just used to like, he, he would just try and spot posh cars. That'd be his thing. How many Porsches he'd seen just over the course of his whole lifetime, I think. So we could always add to that. Keep it running. Um, we had, um, we had V rally on PlayStation one. And that remi- I was reminded of that at the weekend when I went Ooh. to this video game thing. Do you remember V rally? That's an iconic video game. That one, isn't it? PlayStation so one as well. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably yeah. I don't play enough games. I like to play little games. If I'm if I go out to dinner with somebody, I always make them guess what dessert I'm going to pick. That's a great game. And is you there think? one overall? If we were to look at, if we had like pages of your previous orders. Would there would one particular dessert be at the top? Well, I'm not very. I'm not a chocolate person, so it's really wow. just it is just the test of how well you know someone, isn't it? That's more what I'm saying is, do you even pay attention to me? Do you even like me? Um, what dessert would I have? But it would it just wouldn't be it wouldn't be a chocolate based dessert is all I'd say. Well you're boxing yourself in there. What do you what are we thinking? Cheese cheese and biscuits? What else can you have? Yeah, I do cheese and biscuits, I do cheesecake, I do anything that's sort of like fruit based okay. I would have. Um dessert wine, that's a real left field sort of choice, isn't it? So Dessert yeah. one? Dessert, dessert wine. wine. Oh right, dessert wine. Oh right, I thought dessert one was some kind of like <laughs> secret menu. Dessert. <laughs> Chef challenge dessert one. Okay, yeah. Can I please go for dessert one? Uh, well, listen. <laughs> uh, before we get into round two, if you're listening and didn't play this quiz, we're doing with Tamsin right now. Make sure you sign up at guestimators.com and try and get your head around. Uh, some of the questions that Statman Matt's put together with digits, etc. Every Monday morning, the quiz will land in your email inbox to play. And then you've got three days to complete it. Uh, this podcast right here is the first place to hear the answers and whether you top the weekly leaderboard. You can find all our historic quizzes on guestimates.com too, so you can test yourself if you've missed any so far. Statman Matt, back over to you for round two. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you, Bush. In round two, we're going to be exploring the nation's favourite food, curry. We asked the guestination to order the animals of the Chinese zodiac signs by how good they would taste in a curry. 
Yeah. Did you know what you were getting yourself in for when you uh, said yes to this time zone? <laughs> the, no. Would you like me to go through the 12 uh, signs of the Chinese zodiac? Would I think be, Tamsin has got one of these potential curry fillings sat on her knee right now. <laughs> uh, she does. That is, no. that, is the, that is the first one. Close, close your ears. Close your ears. Um, oh. Sophie Ellis-Barkster. Sophie Ellis-Barkster. May leave the room. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to read these out. Do it. Make a note if you need to. So we've got dog, dragon, goat, horse, monkey, ox, pig, rabbit, rat, rooster, snake, or tiger. Okay? There you go. I can, I can run through those again in, in a bit if that's needed. But question one... I want you to tell me, on the whole, what did the destination think tasted better, dragon or tiger? In right. a curry. In a curry. Tiger. Straight in there with tiger. What with it being real and all? I think they <laughs> would be able to more imagine tiger curry. I've yeah. just finished watching Game of Thrones, quite far behind the curve on this, and there's a few dragons in that, and I always thought, no, I don't know. In a, in a slow cooker, I think they'd be all right, or air, air fryer. Do you know what I mean? How do you Get, imagine dragon yeah. to taste? Quite chickeny. Let's <laughs> get the scales <laughs> off first. Don't cook it with the scales on, unless the scales lift off quite nicely if you've um, steam cooked them or something. Do you know what I mean? Again, I think the scales put people off. That is that a good point. Makes it look not tasty. Yeah. Or the dragon eggs, though, absolutely massive. Imagine okay. hard boiling one of them. Six minutes from boiling. And again, I'm going off done <laughs> diverging here on quite a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Dragon cooking chat. You, you're straight in there with a the tiger out of the two. You think people would, would say that would taste uh, better than the uh, dragon? Yeah. Uh, I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to say dragon just to kind of mix it up a little mix bit. It up. Mix it up. I think people would be enticed by the allure of a fantasy, non-existent, not real beast. I always get confused about is, is a tiger is a tiger a cat? Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Yeah, big cat. Yeah, big cat. Big cat. Okay. An elaborate dog. Hmm. Interesting. Would cat taste nice? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm the quiz master. It doesn't matter what I think. Uh, but I think they're tough. so... They just look more meaty, and they're like... A dragon is mostly wings. You're not eating those. They look nasty. Um, so what's there really left? It's just got... It's just like... It's the bit where its guts are. You're not going to eat its <laughs> arms, are you? Because they're all like... They look quite small, the arms. You yeah, they're the arms. out of proportion a bit, aren't they? I mean, um, people love chicken wings and stuff, though. Uh, there's unlimited wings in the place in South End down the road from us. You have unlimited chicken wings. Unlimited dragon wings, fifteen pounds. I guess a head. so. I just feel like even a chicken wing's got more meat on it than a dragon wing. <laughs> the dragons I'm thinking of, anyway. I think this is hard when pe- everyone's got a different idea of what the animal is in their head. What dragon have you got in your head right now, Tamsin? I'm doing like a Harry Potter dragon. Oh, so still quite a scary one. Yeah. Not, not like a f- fun knockabout comedy big tummy dragon that does. No, not like that little cartoon one. Okay. What's that dragon? The little cartoon one. What's Spy- he? Spyro. Yes. Spyro. Oh, maybe Spyro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he well, actually looks cool. tastier, which is weird because he's animated. But <laughs> I mean, they're all animated. Obviously, they're all. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a real one, but the others are definitely real. Yeah, they're so real. They look more real. I'd, if scared. I was going to eat a dragon, I'd eat the one uh, from the Hobbit that sat on all those coins. It's still, it seems quite fat. Doesn't really do anything. So it's kind of got a good bit of meat on it. I imagine. Yeah, I guess even dragons can have like a slow metabolism. Yeah. You can have like a fatter dragon for sure. Um, but look, we're locking in here. Dragon for Bush, Tiger for Tams in question one. Okay, great. Um, question two, well, and three in this. I want you to tell me what was the most common answer 
for the worst tasting animal and the second most common answer. And again, I'll give you half points if you say the right animal but in the wrong position. So what did the guestinations say tasted worse and what was the second most common answer for tasting worse? Um, here's the list again. Dog, dragon, goat, horse, monkey, ox, pig, rabbit, rat, rooster, snake, tiger. I think they're going to say snake tasted the worst. You don't think snakes would taste very nice? No. I think snakes are delicacies in, in certain cultures. What about a rat? Mm. Come on, man, a rat. Have you ever heard of a king rat? Any yeah, of you guys I've read the book, yeah, James Clavell. Nasty. Have you read that? What was that? There's yeah. a book by James Clavell who wrote Shogun called King Rat. Is it about rats all joined together by the tail? <laughs> no, no. It's about a uh, someone who's in a prison of war camp and uh, they run out of food and he basically runs an illicit trade of rats. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a delicacy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty bleak book. If this kind of goes back a little bit to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from earlier on. Is it uh, Splinter? Is he the uh, the one who teaches them Kung Fu yeah, and all that Splinter. kind of stuff? But King Rat is when a, a rat, if you get loads of rats, apparently, their tails all intertwine and they all become mm. like, they act as a single entity. Oh, Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's really ugly. Horrible. Um, on that horrific note, <laughs> um, you're going to go for Snake, Tamsin, is that right? Yeah. Tamsin says snake. I'm going to go for rat just rat. because of my king rat theory. Okay, nice. And second most common answer for the, from the both of you? That's what I need next. Next what most tastes awful. What the worst? Yeah. yeah, second tasting, second worst tasting animal. Can I have the list again, please? Uh, here we go. Dog, dragon, goat, horse, monkey, ox, pig, rabbit, rat, rooster, snake, tiger. I think dragon. <laughs> I've forgotten about the dragon. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say dog because I just think people, you know, we've got um, yeah. Sophie Alex Barkster there. Do you know what I mean? People wouldn't want to eat the dog. So um, I'm putting that in at second place, locking it in. Okay, great. And last question on this round. What was the most common answer to taste best of the 12? What did the guest nation think would taste best in a, mm. in a, in a curry? Hmm. I actually think I actually might go for goat. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good answer. Despite the fact the whole Devon Cornwall thing's going on and simmering below the surface, I think Tamsin could be right there. So I will agree with that. I'm going to go goat. Goats. Even though they're weird creatures, aren't they? Yeah, I'd love, I actually love goats. I'd love to have a goat. Oh, I don't know. They... It's in my top five animals to have. Really? But yeah. like, wouldn't you worry about them like headbutting you and stuff? Then they go out, they go no, out. You, you can get non headbutty ones. That's a, you can that's get, a breed, like, is it? Safe ones, yeah, a safe goat. Do their um, eyes freak you out, though? I always think they've got the eyes of the devil. Nah. I'm not scared of the devil, though, so... <laughs> not worry about the devil. Not a problem. Okay, that's good. Well, we're locking that in. Okay, so answers are in. Uh, Bush, you took that round. Whoa. You took that oh. round with the two. Tamsin, you didn't do as well in this round. You got a half, unfortunately. I'm so sorry, Tamsin. The, that's... The guestination thought that dragon would taste better than tiger, actually. So, Bush, you got well, that one wrong. Right. It's the lure yeah. of the fantasy beast. Yeah, yeah, exotic. You'd have put werewolf in there. People have gone with were werewolf because they're just intrigued. We should Maybe do not. That in a, we, should, yeah. well, we should do that in a future quiz. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the most common answer for tasting worse was rat again. You were bang on with that, Bush. Wow, smashed it. And then Hashtag in, king rat. And then in second, it was snake, which uh, you said first time, which is where you got a half mark. And the best tasting, according to the guestination, would have been pig oh yeah surprisingly yeah which is which is i was surprised by that because it's not as if um 
Well, the rooster was in the mix and chicken curries a thing. Yeah. But you don't, f- I don't know. I mean, I don't actually eat meat, but you don't have a lot of people having pork curries, do you? Tamsin, you go into uh, a curry house. What are you ordering? What is your curry? Do you know what? I, this is actually a real point of contention for me because I I really, really like, like I like really hot food, like really spicy food. Mm. And um, there's a place down the road from me and they do like Chef's Challenge 1 and Chef's Challenge 2. And Chef's Challenge 1 is like how can you eat all of the food that they give you? It's like the, it's like volume. Right. And Chef's Challenge 2 is the spiciest food. And I really want to do this. I just like... I just am in the process right now of talking myself into doing it because I really want to give it a go. And I went in there and I asked for like a vindaloo and they're all laughing at me and they tried to, I could see I was with my boyfriend and they were like, this girl, this is this for you or this girl's obviously an idiot. And I was like, no, watch me eat this vindaloo. And I could see them looking at me and I was like, it's fine. So I really, now I'm feeling, I'm just building up my confidence to go in and do Chef's Challenge 2, which I think is a file, which I have had before. Yeah, you're in training for that. In fact, it, it, it makes us reminisce about our bonus round uh, episode this week where producer Will was talking about, you've got the mug from doing a challenge at your local yeah, house. Yeah, I, 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 <gasps> Balti King, King in Sheffield, which is uh, no longer with us, but it, they had a vindaloo challenge um, where you had to eat vindaloo, no rice, no naan, no water, nothing. That's fine. And just wolf it down. And You don't want for, water, do you? No. You don't? No. For, for doing it, you get a, a mug and a T-shirt. And I still have the mug from when I was 21. So it's a, it's a very old mug now. Um, but it's my pride it's, it's my pride and joy. Um, that's, I'm honestly like, I'm so blown away by that. But also I could eat, I could just eat a vindaloo. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, that, I think that's quite a common, is that quite a common dish for people to just eat vindaloo? Yeah, I think people order yeah. a vindaloo. But mate, you know, now you've heard that, take that as your inspiration to go and do this challenge. Yeah, what do you get out of it though, Tamsin? If you if you complete uh, these two challenges, chefs one, chefs two, what do you get? I don't know. I think in my head you get to just walk in and like every time you walk in, everyone high fives you and then you just like leave again. <laughs> no, locally. <laughs> Actually, one thing, you, if you could come back to us on this, that'd be great unless you know it. Uh, we're trying to work out what the celebrity is on the wall, the photo of the celeb that's on the wall of your local curry house. So I don't know if they've got someone on there like Jeremy Clarkson has been in to eat a curry and they've taken a photo with him or something. Do you know that in your local curry house? Yeah, I mean, I don't. this one I don't remember, but I used to go to a vegan place on Chapel Market in Angel... And they always have Mylene class on the wall. Mylene class. <laughs> class. That's so good. That is great. That is yeah. class. Excuse the pun. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, Matthew, back to you. Sorry. Uh, sorry, yeah. So at the end of round two, um, it's really, really close. So Tams is on a two and a half, and Bush, you're on a two. So it's all coming down to the last oh. round. Getting ready for the final round. Uh, so Sorry, before we move on, I need to hear what the top five animals that um, Tamsin wants to keep are. You, oh, you, yeah, you good point. Go to well. We need a top five. I'd like... Uh, well, I've got a dog, obviously, already. One. Uh, a goat or two. Two fat rabbits. Um, that, that counts as one animal. A pony and then chickens. Oh, wow. Would you live, like, on a little commune or something, like a little rural pasture? What's the kind of uh, yeah, household probably environment? Like, I, I would just have, like, a normal house with a field out the back. Okay, cool. With a little outbuilding for... Yeah, pony. That's quite like that. Almost become self-sufficient. Um, yeah, I would like to do that. Yeah, I would like to do that eventually. Can you? Sh- self-sufficient would involve eating the animals. That, I did. There was that implication there, which I, no, um, I just eat the. I just eat the, chick, like the egg from the chicken and the milk from the goat and. 
drag, sort of dragon kind of curry, that kind of stuff, get it yeah, ordered in. Exactly. Um, so, Tamsin, uh, tell us about your tour. You're on tour with Crying in TK Maxx. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so that's my show. It's not really about TK Maxx, the shop. Um, and I feel like I, at this point in the tour, I should probably start saying that to people. <laughs> um, but I did cry in TK Maxx once, and I do reference that very briefly in the show. Um, it's about, uh, the, the show itself is about, um, I found some footage of my estranged father on a Channel 4 documentary. And it's about wow. like my sort of idea of him and how um that's affected my life and then you know finding this footage and how that sort of changed things oh well, so it's um, quite a personal thing then it's, quite it's personal. super personal it's like sort of like yeah I, it, I like sort of really documentarian style of stand-up and I sort of don't mind doing that at, at this you know this is my first tour so this show is kind of like looking at my own life and kind of um docu like yeah documenting it in a way um and then I'd probably look at you know, maybe other people's in future. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask, actually, you know, like in bands when they're on tour, they will tour an album, but they're kind of writing stuff for the next album whilst they're on tour a little bit and messing around with some ideas. For a stand-up comedian, are you, are you working on your next thing whilst you're touring your current thing or do you have to keep your brain space completely separate? No, I am working on I'm working on so many projects, though, which is the problem. Like, I've got a lot of uh, writing projects and lots of like sh television shows and development and stuff like that. So I'm trying to do those as well. And then I've got my I'm trying to work out my next show, which I think I kind of want to be about like um, being in a new relationship. But um, my mum and my grandma are like both on their own. So it's kind of like the idea of. Uh, it's kind of wrestling with permanency, I suppose, like the idea mm. that you get into a relationship and you're like, we're going to be together forever. But at the same time, you know, I spend a lot of time with my mum and my my grandma and they're both on their own. So it's like trying to um, compound that reality with like, you know, hopes for the future sort of thing. And um, also my mum and my grandma are so funny. Um, this is really weird to say, but like my, and this is something that can happen when you get older. I didn't realise, but my grandma's nipple fell off. Oh my word. <laughs> Her, her nipple fell off how does that even how's that even i've never heard that before in my entire life i know nor have i i've been talking about like... dragons for 20 minutes in this podcast this is the most outrageous thing we've had so far i know god bless her is she when okay I, write it, I need to write it to not be so like by the way my grandma's nipple fell off because that is insane but it is just like just stuff like that where you're like uh yeah and I, the way she told me as well is she just she's going blind and she got me to like dial a number for her and it was a number for the doctor and I'm just sat there sort of listening minding my own business and she's like hello it's Patricia Kelly here yeah my nipple's fallen off and uh, she can tell she's really enjoying it like she's really enjoying giving this information over to me in like a secondhand way and she's like yeah well I'm just worried the dog's eating it so I just want to know what to do oh and it's my like, words it's actually just yeah they're just so that. Uh, because they live in like they live in Land's End and they've just gone absolutely feral, both my mum and my nan. Um, <laughs> is it back? So, yeah. can we give it, is it too personal a question to ask whether the nipple is is back on and safe now, or is? So it's only like the the like nip of the nipple, um, okay. but no, it's got it's gone for forever. I did have a look at the carpet and look at sort of like down the back of the sofa, but I think it is gone. Yeah, Sophie hopefully it's been moved up by now. Uh... Yeah, you may have eaten it at some point. Good old Barkster over there. Uh, well, yeah. what about that? What a, what a bombshell at the tail end of this quiz. It is time oh, for our that's... final round. Uh, what do you have for us, Statman Matt?
that's trying to lighten the mood here. Um, so round three is all about how smart the British public thinks the biggest girl band of our lifetime are. The guest nation were asked which Spice Girl would be the best addition to a pub quiz team. And for question mm. one of this round, I want you to tell me what was the most common answer? Who were they picking? Okay, well, let's just start with a look at the Spice Girls, um, Tamsin. And do you have a favourite out of the Spice Girls? Well, I always liked Mel C. She was my favourite. Sporty, Sporty Spice. spice. Mm. Um, but I think people would go for uh, Jerry Halliwell. Was it the best on a pub quiz? Yeah. Why, why are you saying that? Um, I don't know. I think now, nah, I, I think because she's pop, been popping up in the F1 doc. Right. Um, well, she's Jerry Horner now, isn't she? But, uh, yeah. So At I time know, of I recording, think, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to get it right. Um, but, yeah, she, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think she would be, she would be quite good, maybe. I agree. I kind of agree with you. I mean, um, I think Victoria Beckham came across very well in the Beckham's documentary. Uh, but, obviously, it was, there's that meme now of her... Yeah, yeah stuff wrong yeah. and then poking his head around the door. So that might have put the kibosh on her getting the 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 top spot in a pub quiz. Mel C, though, I go back to your original thing of Mel C. She's very switched on, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? I always think she yeah. kind of, she knows the score even back in the day. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in Mel C. You're gonna go. Yeah, for... no, that is really good. That is actually a really good answer. You can change it if you want, but we can lock in Jerry Halliwell if you want as well. What are you going for, Tamsin? I'm gonna go for Jerry. Going for Jerry. Okay, we're locking those in. Okay, Jerry for Tamsin, uh, Mel C for Bush. Uh, Bush, did you have a favourite Spice Girl when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, I, I like I like Posh Spice. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, I thought she was nice. Yeah, very nice. So, uh, yeah, she was good. There you go. They were all good. It was brilliant. I remember watching, I was at university in America, so I'm, I'm quite an old, quite old Tamsin. I was right. in, in 1997, I was at university in, in Massachusetts, and I remember we all stayed up to watch the... The, the Late Late Show, The Late Show, whatever it was, because the Spice Girls were doing their d debut performance over in New York. And it was just like nice. this sense of this huge thing out of um, Great Britain, uh, you know, going across the, the globe. And it was, it was a, you look back at it now and it's like a cultural phenomenon. I don't think there's going to be, you'd never have anything like that now. It's still that kind of sense of innocence from the olden days as well, a little bit with, with how it mm. all is. It was very kind of innocent. Mm. And those, mm. those days are kind of behind us. So, um, but yeah, I'll lock in. I'll lock in Mel C, and we'll go uh, Jerry for Tamsin. Okay, great. So, question two: What was the most common answer for those aged under thirty on the guest nation? So, who were the who were the kids picking? I'm going to say Mel C for this one. I, I, do you know, I reckon Victoria Beckham, only because a lot of the under thirties oh, might have watched the Beckham documentary and thought, "Oh yeah, that that's the first thing that pops into my head," because they might not have any concept of. If you're thirty, do you have a real? Do you have a real concept of the Spice Girls? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that. I'm not that much past thirty. And what's your concept of the Spice Girls? What's your memory of them? I, I know. I, mem I I know them pretty well. Yeah. Oh, because okay. I was like what five when they were sort of. And I, yeah, I was big into the Spice Girls. That was my first album. Was the Spice Girls album? Oh, was yeah. it great? Yeah. That's good. What a great first album. Um, <laughs> it was. It's actually it, a banger. It is a banger. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to go. I, I'll go for um, Victoria Beckham. Okay. You're going. Okay. Posh. I'll say Mel C. You're going to go Mel C. Okay. Tom's going sporty. Uh, question three. Last question of this round. What was the least common answer? So who was the uh, who was the Spice Girl left left on the side? A bit like <laughs> Sports Day. Last to be picked. 
What do you think in terms of him? Last one to be picked. Baby. Really? Bay, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I'm going to say Scary Spice, possibly. Yeah, it's between those two. It's between those two, isn't it, I think, overall. Mm. Um, because, I don't know, but Baby Spice quite actually seems quite shrewd. Emma Bunton, still, you know, very busy with work and all that kind of stuff. Mel B kind of sometimes strikes me as someone she might throw, up like, a, a pint glass at you in a pub. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's a positive, though. That is a positive. That is a positive. She doesn't take any mess in. Uh, Emma B for Tamsin. I'm going to lock in Mel B. Okay. Both the Bs. Okay, got that. Uh, tiebreaker. I might need this. Um, I don't even know whether I should do this, but I'm, I'm going to have to go back to round one for the tiebreaker oh. question. Oh. Yeah, we're going back to digits. Digits and digits. Obsessed and with digits. Tamsin's obsessed with it. So for the tiebreak answer, I want you to tell me what the average answer across the guest nation was for that for that digits question you know that 1000 was the highest and you know that the most common answer was 10 so i want you to tell me the average answer across everyone who gave an answer for that so how does that work mathematically because then you're saying the most common answer was 10 is that not the average or is the average oh, no, we're going back to this whole thing of average is you add everything up and do the bit in the middle is that I right i can go in the weeds of stats if you want that, that let's is, not that, do that, that is, we're looking for we're looking for the it's what we've known in the business as the mean average so Add up all everyone's and then divide it by the total, basically. Wow. So, and we're doing the amount of digits. Amount of amount of digits, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you. I mean, this isn't going to give me giving anything away. It's going to be under a thousand because a thousand was the top one, okay. and the most common well, answer is ten. So, three. so I'd say it's three. It's going in for three. Yeah. Uh, is this giving you vibes of maths class GCSE uh, times in this kind of? Bit of the quiz. I don't think I turned up to any of those. So. <laughs> Me neither, actually. Um, I'm going to go for eight. Just go a little bit higher than Tamsin there. I'm going to go for eight. Okay. For so the tiebreaker. Eight for you, Bush, and three for you, Tamsin. Okay, so the answers were in. Um, I'll go through these one by one. So the most common answer was Mel C. Adding wow. to Pokemon But Bush, you got that right. Thank you very much. Tamsin, I kind of felt like that was on your mind and then you didn't go for it. Yeah. Mm. I think Tamsin realised the error of her ways, but was too stubborn because of the Devon Cornwall thing to change to my answer. So that's kind of what's at work behind what's happened there. Maybe. Or just, just I think that might just be my personality, unfortunately. Yeah, a bit, a bit of stubbornness there, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the l most common answer for the under-30s was Jerry Halliwell. What? Oh, my God! <laughs> I know. And I think that I think that's what you said earlier, Tamsin, about, you know, the... Um, Formula One Drive to Survive documentary. She's very front of mind, isn't she? With the yeah, all the, all the Gen Zers getting into getting into Formula She's One. She's a formidable racing. character. There's no two ways about it. And the least common answer was actually posh. That's she. She was yeah. That's crazy. That is. That's been my mind. That is crazy. So you both got that one. That one wrong. Um, so that actually meant that we didn't need the tiebreaker. Fortunately, but the answer to the tiebreaker. Do, do you want to know this, or is this going to? No, go on. Too much of the average answer across everyone was twenty-two. Twenty-two digits. Yeah. Twenty-two digits. If, if ever I hear anyone talk about digits again, I'm going to be drawn back to this quagmire <laughs> of a question. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't three? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't three. Although some people, I noticed when I was going through it, someone answered zero for that, which I couldn't understand. That why would well, having no fingers and thumbs help you climb it? Because unless they've got a technique which we're currently unaware of, which is an <laughs> absolute like a game changer, like a trowel situation. Trowel, yeah, like... big trowels, flippers. 
Yeah. Fair play. Uh, but that means that, um, Bush, you take this quiz three to two and a half. It's very close. Very, very, mm. very, very close. How often do you win? Very rarely, indeed, <laughs> Really? So... Wow, that makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, like, I feel like our chat in some way has, has maybe helped heal the rift between Devon and Cornwall, and this is a good starting point for a roadmap actually, to peace. I would say it's made it worse for me. <laughs> okay, Don't fair you? enough. Has uh, Sophie Alice Barkster, your dog, had a good time? We can't see her now in shot on this video. She's asleep. She? She's back asleep. She's asleep on my lap. What a critic yeah. she is. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say that's a good time. Um, but all is not lost, Hamden. It does mean you were the recipient of a special edition guesstimator's mug, which we'll put in the post to you. That's so fun. That's so fun. Uh, Thank we, you. We, it's great to have you on. We do have an idea of a sideline podcast we want to do called uh, My Life in Mugs, which is um, getting someone to talk about three mugs they've got in their life that make mean something to them. Have you got any fancy mugs in the house? You've got another oh one obviously God, coming I to you. I love this. I, I'm really like, I'm very particular about my mugs, actually. Okay. Well, so this is my like morning I have mugs for different times of the day. Oh, look at that. So that's my morning one. Handcrafted. And then I have one a bit like this in the evening that's like a white sort of glossy version of this. And then I've got, uh, yeah, different mugs for different things. I've got like, you know, a cat mug, which has a smaller rim. So if I want to keep the drink uh, warmer for longer, I'll have that. I'll have that one. Yeah, I'm quite into... If you could impress people, posh people to come around your house, Tamsin, have you got like special crockery that you'd get out for that particular grand No, no? no they have to... If it's good enough for me, it's it's good enough for them, I reckon. So. That's a good motto. I'd, I'd have that embroidered and put on, uh, put put on, on the mark. lounge wall. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you to our celebrity guest, the brilliant Tamsin Kelly. Make sure... Where can we go and get tickets to come and see you live? Um, if you've got my Instagram, they're on the link tree. Good on you. Well, listen, make sure you listen right to the end of this podcast to hear Statman Matt explain that first round again and reveal who topped the listener leaderboard this week. And we love hearing from you, so please let us know how you did on socials and with a voice note as well. And as ever, uh, the voice note number to uh, spam us with facts about geckos is 07457404279. That's 07457404279. You've been listening to Guestimators, and we'll see you next time. Hello, guestimators. It's Statman Matt here. As you'll notice, there's no fanfare this week, which means we didn't get a 10 out of 10, unfortunately. In fact, we didn't even get a 9 this week. The average score was 4, partly due to lots of people being bamboozled by the climbing fingers question in round 1. The top score was 8, and that was achieved by 4 people. But we did get a winner, and that was thanks to one of the top scorers getting the tiebreak answer remarkably exactly right. So, Mr. Tim Barber, I salute you for not just getting that tricky tiebreaker bang on, but getting your first victory in 13 attempts at guesstimators, only missing one quiz since we started. Perseverance pays off. We'll be in touch, Tim, about getting your prize to you. That is all from me this week. I hope you enjoyed playing. Until next time, guesstimators.